0: do room
1: It's Prince Trout by Track, I'm your host Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Empty Room from the mostly live album, C-Note. This track was first recorded on the 4th of August 1985 at the Washington Avenue Warehouse. Um, It was then re-recorded a little bit in March 1992 at Paisley Park, Um, and then one final time uh, Prince uh, did a live version of it which was recorded on the 25th of October 2002. Um, now, the album C-Note, which I have not covered because it is mostly, li- it's just sound checks, uh, was released on the 4th of January 2003 uh, through the MPG Music Club. It has never been made available on, um, you know, on CD. Uh, the only versions that exist are basically, um, you know, uh, digital versions. You uh, can now be found on, um, on uh, the YouTube channel that Prince has that has the whole kind of album there. Uh, On the track, it is Prince and the Revolution to start off with, um, although only Prince and Bobby Z were apparently present at the original Empty Room recording. Uh, Then the track that's released has John Blackwell, Ronda Smith, and Renata Nato on it. The track is four minutes, one second in its finished form, Uh, although there are demos out there that you can listen to of the original version, which was about two minutes, 19 seconds, something like that. And joining me to talk about today is Eric Harzer. Hello, Eric. Hey there, Darren. Cino is such a strange album, uh, and I'll put album in inverted quotes because it's not not really a studio album as such. Um, Mm -hmm. It was issued out to MPG Music Club. Um, uh, members Uh, it was part of uh, this thing where you know Prince issued out Chocolate Invasion and Slaughterhouse which were compilation albums of you know tracks that have been previously issued the title Mm -hmm. of C-Note comes from um, the sound checks where they were taken from so you have um, Copenhagen uh, which is 10 minutes uh, and 7 seconds you have uh, Nagoya which is 8 minutes 53 Osaka which is 5.53 and Tokyo which is 5.09 uh, making the whole album, including "Empty Room," uh, thirty-four minutes and three seconds. Now, I haven't covered the other four tracks uh, because they're basically just sound checks and they're just jams and they're not really songs as such. Um, although, um, like technically speaking, um, like the final track is Prince and the New Power Generation um, mm-hmm. because some of the re-recording from two, uh, yeah from from nineteen ninety two is still on the track. Um, on the, which is on top of the 1985 <laughs> track, and I don't know. Damn. This track has got such a weird kind of complicated history. Um, you know, kind of going through these different versions, um, and then finally ending up with a live version. It's worth saying as well, Prince performed this track live a number of times on the on the tours in 2002, 2007, mm-hmm. 2009, um, all the way up until 2014. He didn't do it on the uh, the piano and a microphone tour, um, and. Uh, Like there is a version of it, uh, which, you know, like I said, the kind of demo version, which is just kind of Prince and this kind of gentle beat. And that's the whole thing. And it sounds very like it's got a very kind of echoey room sound um mm-hmm. almost like it is in an empty room which i'm guessing say, probably, maybe that's on purpose yeah i think that's a deliberate effect that prince has gone for right and sometime in 1994 there was a video made for the 1985 music um which mm-hmm. you know prince then didn't you know release uh it, it was possible it was going to be included on chaos and disorder when it was re-recorded but you know um it it, it wasn't um the it was also part of the sessions that he did for i'll do anything and apparently Mm -hmm. there was a version he might have included on the i'll do anything soundtrack which of course uh, was a bunch of songs which were recorded by prince and then taken out of the film uh, so that turned this musical into a film without any music in um and i don't know there's also rumors that like this the release of this album was a contractual obligation to get prince Uh out of being sued uh, the MPG Music <laughs> Club, the part of the being a member of it was th- this obligation Prince had to supply a certain number amount of, of albums each year, yeah. And apparently he was at least one album behind on his target, and so <laughs> so this album, this this thirty four minutes was, you know, Prince effectively being like, okay, here here's an album, and it's just a, basically a bunch of sound checks from a you know from his 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 kind of a Japanese tour, um, and this track itself was recorded. Uh, to Falconer Salen in um, Fredericksburg in, in Copenhagen, Denmark. Um, mm. So, you know, a, kind of along with the, the first track, which is called Copenhagen. But then obviously you got three tracks from from the, the Japanese, uh, you know, leg of the tour. Um, and uh, I don't know, it's just such a weird thing because, because like, I don't know, Like there was a whole thing with, you know, MPG Music Club and, you know, some of the people on there being dissatisfied with the way Prince was kind of releasing music. And, you know, kind of shortly after this uh, was released, um, basically the MPG Music Club kind of closed down and then, you know, a couple of years later, 3121.com came came out and, you know, mm-hmm. and then the album 3121 came out and you, basically Prince kind of moved on to 3121 as being his kind of main website and moved away from MPG Music Club. Um, okay but yeah and it's just interesting because this is a song that effectively has no there is no studio version of this song there is only this live version and the Mm -hmm. the studio version is is a demo that effectively was never released so it's it's the weirdest thing because it's it's like an official release of a prince song that was never officially released (laughs) it's like wow you know it's like a live version of a song that people who when they heard it like on tour in you know 2002 they would never have heard this song anywhere else. It would have just been a song that Prince performed, you know, as part of the One Night Alone tour. And that was it. Um, you know, so it's, it's just this weird kind of throwback to the 80s. Um, mm-hmm.
0: What an odd life for a song to, <laughs> to be made as contractually obligated in some way, or at least released that way. And then not really have much life beyond that and live performances, essentially.
1: And it's never as if Prince then decided to go back into the studio with any of the bands that he had after like 2002. And do a and,
0: proper version. Right? Yeah, he,
1: ne- he never did that. And it doesn't like, I mean, maybe there will be something that comes out of the vault other than the demo version of this. Maybe the version that was done mm-hmm. sometime in 1992. And maybe we'll hear that official version later on. Um, but right. it's, it's like a very, very kind of like simple song. Um, you know, the story behind yeah. it is it was written after Prince got into an argument with his girlfriend, Susanna. Um, and, mm. you know, he just basically this is something which has come up with, uh, you know, stuff to do with Maite and stuff to do with his second wife as well. Uh, where you know, whenever Miley got into an argument with Prince, uh, whatever the issue was, Prince would go off into the studio and record some kind of apology song. And the same was true <laughs> with his second wife. There were some, there were some songs which are kind of, um, almost like, uh, kind of attempts to make up with his his second wife when they were kind of. Um, when they were separated for like a year or so. Um, what, what is the release window
0: from recording to uh, actual release? Because that's quite an apology that takes probably a couple weeks to months to actually get out.
1: Well, I, well, for some of them, because it, because with my taste, some of it was during the MPG music club time. Some of them actually were released uh-huh. or streamed, you know, within a few days of him recording them. Um, oh, wow, but okay. I, I think they were mainly recorded for him to then later on in the day, just play the finished version to, you know, his wife, he wasn't mm-hmm. making them with the intention of releasing them, but then obviously they would find the okay. into albums. So I think that's maybe why the Prince never released this song because, uh, you know, or never officially kind of went into the studio and did like a version of it because, you know, it was part of the, you know, this argument he'd had, and I'm guessing, mm-hmm. you know, he probably p- played it to Susanna at some point And, you know, she probably kind of, you know, forgave him for whatever the argument was about. And they probably made up, mm-hmm. And you know, they were together for at least another couple of years after this song came out. So or after this song was recorded, shall I say. So, um, yeah, maybe that's why it never found an official uh, an official re- release. But yeah, I mean, it's not like I don't know. It's it's kind of like just basically like a series of little kind of verses where, you know, starting right. off with Prince at the piano, with the piano kind of just playing some basic chords. Um, although mm-hmm. in the live version, it's a lot more kind of souped up with, you know, guitars and drums and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but where he has this thing of saying empty room, empty room, how am I going to fill you? How am I going to fill this empty room? And yeah. the how am I going to, you know, fill this empty room changes to, you know, uh, how am I going to get you off my mind? um and i gotta find a way find a way to fill this empty room um but then the rest of the lyrics are mostly like you know love is strong however long <laughs> we should be we right. should have been forever um you know and this uh found a strand of your hair by the bathroom window now i don't know if that sounds like prince is accusing you know susanna of not you know tidying up the shower after she finishes <laughs> something, or if he's just wistfully finding this single strand of hair and um, right and just kind of like
0: a passive aggressive complaint you can sneak in during your apology <laughs> yeah
1: um and and this this kind of you know in my bed in my head now every word you've spoken uh, sorry every word you've spoken now how am i going to fill this empty room lonely hearts worlds apart why should they be broken when we could be somewhere making love that's when he changes the mm-hmm. uh you know and then and then he kind of restates the the love is strong. However long we should we should have been forever, baby. Why do you leave me all alone? Why do you why do you do it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Kind of very accusatory. And we finish with barren mm-hmm. walls. Tears fall. What's the use in crying? I gotta find a way. Uh, find a way to fill this empty room.
0: Right. Very simple. Very just kind of like it seems like he made it up in an afternoon, probably. <laughs> so yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the the funniest thing is, you know, like the the live ver- like the demo version, I think, has slightly less verses. Mm-hmm. And then the the live version adds a few more verses, so it does. Maybe there was like a version in between where Prince had more stuff. Maybe the only version of the demo we've heard is like kind of incomplete. Right. I kind of love the simplicity of the track, and you know, Ceno isn't really an album that I listen to that much because the other four tracks are just the band jamming out for like <laughs> half an hour, and which is fun to listen to. But I feel like the you know, the kind of being at a sound check and watching a band uh-huh. do the set their sound check. I think. Being in the room and watching them do it right. is part of the thrill. Seeing the musicians interacting is the thrill.
0: It's the energy of the thing, and it's hard to get that on a recording. Yeah,
1: yeah, he- hearing it through the soundboard later on, cleaned yeah. up, is not as exciting as you know it's seeing the energy of the band and maybe you know. I mean, there's there's lots of footage of Prince doing sound checks over a few of his tours in the eighties, mm-hmm. and you know there's a uh, there's one particular one where. Uh, it's, it's from the 1988 tour and you see Prince just sitting in the audience and he's watching the band rehearse and they're rehearsing to a backing track of him singing. Mm-hmm. So obviously he can be in the audience and watching them on stage. Right. And they play like a, a, a part of like some song and then you hear him like over the microphone and these very, you know, admittedly, you know, unexpectedly deep voices coming from Prince because um, everyone's obviously used to his falsetto mm. and he's kind of like no, no no go go back over there and do this and, like he's given them instructions on what they've done wrong and how they should correct it right and that kind of stuff's interesting yeah and you know I, I suppose being at a prince concert you know at the sound check and watching them interact would be interesting sure hearing the rest of this album not as interesting right right um, so i would say my, my review for c note is probably two out of five mm. maybe even a one out of five for the other four track
0: i was gonna say but this one it seems like an actual song and not just yeah
1: and i think that's what makes that's why it's worth reviewing this song because it is slightly yeah. different um you know it isn't the same as the others which is just you know a bunch of jamming um it, you know this is an actual song that has a kind of structure um mm. and obviously you know had been around at this point 2002 back to 1985 mm-hmm. um we're looking at what 17 years is that is that right that feels like too long between those two games 2005 it is. to now
0: Or, oh wait, what was the first year you said? In
1: 1985, which is when it was originally done, to 2002, so... Okay, yeah, so 18 uh, years so. Yes, 17 years. So this is a song that had been around kind of in Prince's head for 18 years, Mm -hmm. almost, and so hearing him kind of come up with a a final version of this, and then after this, you know, if you search around on the internet, you'll find various other live versions of this song, Right, um, and they all kind of are roughly the same, but some of them go on a bit longer with a bit more kind of like guitar work and stuff like that. Sure. Um, but yeah I mean I, I enjoy like even the demo version is very simple and kind of um, you know just takes you back to kind of like 80s Prince his voice is slightly different on the demo version because obviously it is you know like you know peak kind of 84 85 Prince right. and his vocal sounds slightly different and I don't know I just really enjoy the song I would say for me um, I mean it's it, like I would say you know 4 out of 5 if it was a proper finished song uh-huh. but I think because it's just the live version is the only real version we've got I would have to say, like, maybe three and a half. So I'll round it down and say just a three out of five. I feel like it should... Like, I feel like if we'd had a proper studio version, I could have gone, like, four out of five on it. But because right. we've only ever got the live version, I'll just have to stick with a three.
0: Yeah, it feels like it's missing something that, they, like, probably if they worked it out in the studio, they they could get a better version of it out. Um, The live version has uh, definitely a... You can hear the... I don't know distortion I guess which is I I like that I like uh hearing that in in a recording so um it's definitely not what I think about when I think of Prince it's more soulful it's but also I mean I'm not the biggest Prince fan so uh I guess it's part of an era of Prince that I'm not uh as knowledgeable about but yeah I did overall like the song I'd give it probably a three out of five um it, it did what it needed to do and uh it's 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 decent
1: yeah and like I said as far we haven't had like an official release of the song like right. we only have live versions and prince paid played it you know live pretty much for the rest of his life you know until he did the the piano and uh, piano and microphone tour although i would have been interested to hear prince just at the mic you know just a piano and microphone version right, of right. you know right. but um you know he, he for some reason he he kind of dropped it um, i felt like it would you know it's it's basically starts out as a piano ballad i guess right. he you know by that point he'd been playing it live for you know, I don't know, eight, nine years. Mm-hmm. So I think he was probably used to the version where he could, he could kind of bring in the guitar and all the rest of it and kind of expand the song a little right.
0: bit. Right. Do you think we could um, see another but, version of the song
1: come out at some point? I mean, there's, the you know, there's a version that he did in 92 mm-hmm. that he kind of redid a little bit in 93. So I don't know, maybe. Okay. If it does, then, you know, I, I don't know, maybe that version would be like a, you know, a clear four out of five, but... right. Because it's just a live version. And like you say, I do like when they kind of get... When you have the imperfections, like, you know, the kind of a little bit of feedback or something like that. Mm -hmm. It is nice to hear. Um, So, but yeah, I don't know. For me, I think C-Note is such a weird album. Um, And and it does kind of have that that slightly bitter taste of Prince basically trying to stop himself from being sued by people. (laughs) And... Which is, you know, Prince was kind of involved in a number of kind of legal things throughout his life, uh, including, you know, taking everything down off YouTube at one point. Mm-hmm. It's, um, so it's odd because it kind I, of,
0: I don't want to make this claim because it's a big claim, but it feels like Prince probably has the most contractually obligated albums uh, per capita of most, <laughs> most artists.
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, there was this and I think, you know, the cu- a couple of the albums at the end of his Warner's contract. And that was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. You know, after that, he was kind of free to do whatever he wanted. So, right. Uh, anyway, I feel like we said about as much as anyone's going to say about Empty Rooms, so let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Eric? Yeah, sure. You can uh,
0: find me on Twitter at E-R-I-C-H-K-I-N-O, and uh, my podcast, Topic DVD
1: Podcast, on iTunes. Uh, go ahead and find me there. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. or you can email us, not sure why you would, at PrinceTripeByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks so much more for being my guest here, Eric. Oh, no problem, Darren. And otherwise, Goodbye. Goodbye.